Hey-o! Welcome to the $100 MBA Show, where you gobble up our business-building pellets like Pac-Man while avoiding those ghosts of self-doubt with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today is part two of our two-part lesson on how to hire a virtual assistant. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure you back up and listen to part one yesterday's episode because part two will make a whole lot more sense. In part one, we talked about creating your job description, how to choose a recruitment service, and how to start recruiting your VA. In today's lesson, we're going to talk about the hiring process as well as the training process, how to train your VA or some tips on how to train your VA, and then I'm going to leave you off with some last tips, my golden nuggets. So let's jump right into it. Let's get down to business. In the previous episode, we talked about some recruitment service options. One of those was onlinejobs.ph. The other one was a virtual staff finder. In these two options, you're going to have to submit a job description. In online jobs, you're going to have to actually weed through the applications and choose people that you want to interview. Virtual Staff Finder does that for you. So if you're going to weed through applications, you're going to find that, especially on online jobs, that it's going to be very easy to weed through because, one, um, you're going to see a big discrepancy between people that are quite weak and people that are experienced. But the point is, is that once you weed through all these applications, you want to choose the ones you want to interview and possibly hire. So you want to set up a day where you can do some interviews, and we suggest to do them back-to-back. So I would allot maybe 20, 30 minutes for the interview, and then have a 10-minute break in between. So you may want to do four, five, six interviews in a row, depending on how much you can handle, and you just set up those times. And remember, there's a time difference, so make sure they're during wakeful hours for the person that you're hiring. Now, I say 10-minute break in between because Even if you're just by yourself and you don't have somebody with you where you want to discuss what happened in the interview, you want to take down some notes so you can remember some of the, you know, the pluses and minuses of the interview of the candidate. So before you move on, you kind of recollect what happens. Now you can use Skype for these interviews. So you have their video calls. I prefer that you do video calls. You'll find some people uh, in some countries will be quite shy and say, you know, I don't want to use my video or maybe they'll say, I don't have my video. Uh, it depends on you. I personally do not like that. I feel like I need to see the person who I'm hiring. They're being a part of my team. I need to make sure that they're okay. I usually put them at ease and say, I don't really care if you're at home or, you know, it's kind of messy. It's it's okay. You know, I just would like to see who I'm speaking to, to make sure that I'm hiring the person that is on the CV or on the resume or the application. So it's up to you. If you're flexible and you don't mind, just want to, you know, have the camera off. That's something that you'll have to stipulate. So the point of the 10 minute break is just so you could take down some notes so you can remember what happened so you don't have a whole you know jumbled memory of who's who at the end of six or seven interviews. What we like to do is also assign the candidate a task or a set of tasks. So it could be a writing task or it could be a research task. It could be, you know, look at this blog post and write me some Facebook status snippets or tweets that you would write if you were doing my social media and give them like 24 to 48 hours to get back to you with this task. This actually gives you some hard evidence on what they can actually do. With this evidence, along with their actual performance on the interview, you can make a great decision on who will be your top choice. Now, again, you're going to set up these interviews if you're using onlinejobs.ph. If you're using Virtual Staff Finder, they will set it up for you. They'll choose three candidates and they'll set up the interviews for you. You just tell them the time that you want to do the interviews. 
Now, once you've interviewed all your candidates, you're going to want to have a top choice and a runner-up because in this job market of virtual assistants, sometimes they get hired before you get a chance to hire them. So somebody else hires them. So you got to make sure that you have a backup, a runner-up, just in case. And I'm going to tell you the procedure that you should go through so you make sure that you don't uh, lose your runner-up just in case the person that you actually, your, your top choice is taken. So you should contact your first choice. Give them your offer. Say, you know, this is how much I want to pay you every month. This is the hours. This is, you know, what I want to do. And you may want to put that in writing as well and put it in a Google Doc and share it with them. Now, once they have accepted the terms and they're happy to join your team, tell them the first day they're going to work and the first day they're going to get paid. And usually with this full-time work, you pay them after the fact they've worked. So if you pay them weekly, then at the end of the week. If you pay them monthly, at the end of the month. Most VAs are paid either monthly or twice a month, so every two weeks or uh, the 15th and the 30th of the month. So once your first choice is a lock, then go ahead and contact the rest of the candidates and tell them thank you very much for applying and interviewing and keep in touch with some of the ones that you really wanted to hire but you know they were just runner-ups because you may want to hire them later on down the road. They may be available later down the road or maybe a friend or a colleague may be looking for a virtual assistant and you can refer them to them and tell them that in your email if you'd like. Now, once you've hired a VA, you're going to have to train them on your system. And we highly recommend you use Google Docs and share your Google Docs with your new employee on your system. So you want to do spreadsheets on like step-by-steps docs where you have actual documentation of, you know, the procedure of any task. It could be social media, it could be writing a blog post on WordPress, whatever your VA is going to be doing. We like to use ScreenFlow uh, because we're on a Mac, but if you're on a PC, you can use Camtasia, which will record your screen, and you can do video tutorials. You can show them on your computer exactly how to do everything. We also use a tool called LastPass, which is free. They have a paid version, which is very, very cheap. I think it's 10 bucks a year. I'm not positive. You can check out LastPass.com. And LastPass allows you to share access to, say, for example, your website or your social media platforms or Buffer, for example, and allows them to sign in with your credentials without them seeing your password. And If for any reason you want to restrict their access, you could do that through your LastPass dashboard. We advise that you give them a task at a time. So you train them on one task and make sure they master that task and then move on to training them to the next task. Don't train them on two tasks at once. Make sure they master one and then move on to the next one, train them on the next one, and then you can keep on adding to their workload. We also recommend to have a work log so you can give them the days of the week, a spreadsheet inside the Google Docs, and they can log what they've been working on every day so you know how they're spending their time and how they're spending their working hours. You can also have you know regular meetings. We do a weekly meeting. So you can do a weekly meeting on Skype where you just go through the week, any questions, and allow them to kind of voice if they have any questions about any of the training or what's going on uh, with their tasks. And you're going to find a system that's best for you when it comes to training. The point is, is that you need to have systems in place so they have an idea of what to do. You have to actually sit down. It takes some time. It takes a lot of time, actually, to just show somebody or train somebody on something simple that takes you five minutes to do. But once you have the system in place and you train them up on it, and that's it. You may want to hire another VA where they take on their responsibilities so they can train them on those responsibilities and they can take on new responsibilities that you assign them. All right, I got a few last tips in today's lesson. Number one, make sure you pay on time. Payment is so, so important to them. It's the reason why they work. They need to, you need to make sure that you pay them on time. If you say that you're going to pay them on Friday, make sure you pay them as early as possible on Friday. A lot of these foreign VAs are supporting their family with this money. 
they have bills to pay, you know, it, they need it more than you can imagine. So you really, really need to make sure that you pay on time. Number two, be aware of the culture of the person that you hired. Some cultures are very shy. Um, they're very intimidated easily. So make sure you're polite and you always recognize good work. If you're doing something good, praise them. Make sure they know that they're doing something good. Reinforce them with good praise. Keep communication open. Make sure they have a chance to ask questions. Make sure they have a chance to just express the way they feel about working with you. So always contact them, even if it's just a daily email saying, hey, what's going on today? Here are your tasks for today or what are you working on today? Uh, thank you very much for your work. Let me know if you have any questions. Allow a chance for them to ask questions. Lastly, they're called virtual assistants, but they're real people. So treat them like real people. Ask them about their family or friends, what they've done on the weekend. You know, treat them uh, the way you would treat any colleague and anybody that you would hire in real life, right? So um, recognize that they're part of your business now and um, you really need to build a relationship with them as your employee. And part of that is sometimes getting personal. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. Thank you so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. We love our subscribers. If you haven't subscribed to our show on iTunes or on Stitcher, please do so so you get all our episodes automatically. You can learn how to do that at 100mba.net slash show. You can also drop us an iTunes rating and review while you're there or review on Stitcher if you're on Stitcher. We would really, really appreciate it. Guys, I want to leave you with this. You're going to really start to see a wider picture of your business when you start hiring somebody because you're going to start to see some possibilities. You're starting to realize, oh, okay, it's not just about how much I can work. It's about how much I can manage and I can get other people to help me build my business. If you can get somebody to free you up on some of the tasks that are very time consuming, it allows you to do more planning, more implementation, and more of you, what you do best, your strengths. And you'll find it's going to greatly affect your bottom line, how much money you actually make for your business. So realize that by hiring somebody, you're really investing in the growth of your business and its future. All right, guys, I'll check you in the next episode. Take care.